I'm Ryan Johnson. I'm Tyler Schmidt. I'm Lou Janu. And this is Car Talk, a podcast about trading cards. We're here to teach you everything you need to know about flipping cards. Whether it's the next Breakout Rookie, a new Magic the Gathering release on the way, or Pokemon's 25th anniversary, we'll break it all down. So sit back and listen up. Those cards collecting dust in your closet could make you some real cash. Welcome to Card Talk. All right, what's going on, guys? Welcome back to Card Talk. I'm Ryan, joined as always by Tyler and Lou. And on today's episode, we're going to get into what happened over this past weekend with the NFL playoffs, the upcoming Tiger documentary, and a couple other topics in cards right now, like Lamella balls to be the young, Lamella ball to be the youngest ever for a triple double, the one on one Zion logo man being auctioned. Um, as well as Tyler with a few interesting takes for the soccer market. But first, I think we have to address um, my Ohio State Buckeyes uh, just getting smoked. I mean, just, I, I mean, it just wasn't meant to be. I, I And I understand that. I mean, there's nobody in, in America that would have beat Alabama. Nobody in America. They were... They were the better team, then that's how it should be, and that's they deserve to win. I mean, I guess I'm just fortunate Jalen Waddle wasn't healthy enough to play the entire game, and I'm and I'm glad Devonta Smith. You know, I'm not glad he got hurt. I'm just you know, it's fortunate he wasn't in the second half most of it because we'd have got beat by forty. We he already set, got beat by. He set all the records for like everything, and he only put in a half. In a half. That's crazy. And, and I mean, and I, gosh, you just hate to see it. I mean, Sean Wade said, they're like, who do you want to guard, Sean? And he's like, you know who I want. And he, he like toasted. broke every record on that half. Dude. I mean, like 12 for like two something and three touchdowns in one half. And I mean, like I said, didn't play most of the second half and still won MVP of the game. Crazy. So, I mean, tough scene. Absolutely, absolutely so, hate to see it. Last week, I think we talked a little bit about Fields, what he did in that game. We talked about coming into this game, the opportunity that he was going to have to really enter this upcoming year, the draft, as a white-hot prospect, put some pressure on the Lawrence conversation, 1A, 1B, huge for kind of all things you know, cards. I think that balloon was popped fairly early on last night by his performance. And what I'll say is this. Um, texting with friends, buddies, what have you. Did he look hurt? Maybe. Sure. But he missed a lot of balls. I mean, he missed a lot of balls. That uh, on the first down before the half, kind of that haphazard like screen pass he threw out there, got a lot of space. Um, I was pulling for Ohio State last night. I'm a big Penn State fan. I was pulling for them. I had money on the line and he didn't look like a dude that people are going to be clamoring for their cards, at least in the upfront. Um, but similar to what I would say, maybe Herbert, um, still potential talent going into next year. And that was just what was on my mind. You know, is Mac Jones going to be exciting? I don't believe so. Um, but there was a real opportunity for fields to do something special when they tied it up 14, 14. I, you know, I thought we might be there, but, uh, I know this is pain, painful conversation for Ryan, but at the end of the day, he's now moving on to the NFL. And 
History is not kind to Ohio State quarterbacks. No, it's it's definitely, definitely, definitely not. Uh, I mean, we thought it was Haskins, and he hasn't done himself any favors at all. Uh, but uh, I'll be honest, Howard, like this this upcoming football class in terms of the wider in terms of quarterbacks reminds me so much of last year. Except the top, like the top top guy, is more hyped than anybody last year. Like Burrow wasn't hyped since like high school, right? He was a backup at Ohio State. He did, you know. He won a national championship at LSU, but he had one of the best seasons ever for a quarterback. Mm-hmm. Like Trevor Lawrence, we've talked about this before, is is comparable to Zion in terms of hype. Mm-hmm. Like I, I still think Fields ends up in the top ten. I think Zach Wilson ends up in the top ten. I think Mac Jones ends up in the top twenty, top twenty five. Like Trey Lance, where's he gonna fall? First round, early second round? Like I think you're gonna have some quarterbacks near the top. Um, and I, yeah, I just uh, regardless of. You know, what Fields did last night, I just, similar to Tua, right? Tua went, what, top five coming off a hip injury? Mm-hmm. And his stuff still sold well, you know. So I, I still think the hype will be there. Deserving or not, that's a different argument. I just think that you know, the market now is all about FOMO, right? So yeah. somebody's going to, we're going to buy Justin Fields, regardless if you think, if, if you think he's going to be good and Lou thinks he's going to be terrible, somebody we're still going to have a conversation about what Justin Fields stuff sells for when these when these products start to come out. Yeah. And we're just in a era, you know, right now. I don't know if it kind of ended with the Aaron Rodgers conversation, but these guys, they play. I mean, they they play. Like point with Miami this year, I mean, Tua was not winning games. They were having to, you know, bring in the closer and he was still being the starter because of the pressure on these guys, as well as, you know, needing to know on the upfront the way that the the contracts work now, you gotta kind of know um before, you know, a big deal deal needs to be put on the table. And so what we do know is that these guys are gonna get chances and um and what that means to kind of their their rookie cards. One thing also to to note, and I, I'd love you guys' take, but you know, for the brilliance of what Devonta Smith was last night, it also felt like every single ball he caught, there wasn't a dude within five feet of him. And it, <laughs> it and I think that it, seems it, like a bad game plan. It it seems like a bad game plan, but it just goes to show how good. I mean, they've got Sarkeesian as their offensive coordinator. They're just that that organization that that Saban has built is so dynamite and. You know, I wonder, well, I was talking with a couple of people like Devonta Smith, does it transfer in a world where I don't, you know, he wasn't mossing people last night. He wasn't, his speed was very much on full display, but I wouldn't be ultimately surprised if he doesn't have the biggest rookie year as an NFL wide receiver. I think he's going to be a stud. No, it'll be like CD, right? Like CD was a superstar in college too, but. It's mm-hmm. when you play in the NFL, you're a product of who you got throwing you the ball and yeah. the team around you. Way I mean, more. Just, Justin Jefferson had over a thousand re- receiving yeah. yards as a rookie. He's really good. Bum Kirk, yeah, the thing. Bum Kirk Cousins throw him the ball. Yeah, the thing with Devont, uh, with, uh, yeah, with, with the Alabama guy is like, I can't remember his name. Devonta Smith, right? Am I crazy? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know what the hell just happened in my brain. I know he yeah. didn't play the whole second half. <laughs> uh, when you watch him, like, Last night he was. They were like running zones, game planned like around stopping him, and he would just bust the zone, and he was just gone. He's out of control. I mean, he, the way he put he, linebackers the, on him. He's so he's so fat. He's so good. He's really really good. Exciting to watch for sure. 
Yeah, it'll be very interesting. And this is where I'm super, super stoked is there are a lot of big, big, big time prospects at the top of the draft board, right? So you're going to have all the quarterbacks. You have Zach Wilson, you have Fields, and then you obviously have Lawrence. You're going to have the offensive tackle from Oregon. You're going to have another offensive tackle from Northwestern. I saw McShay and Kuyper had near the top of their board. You have Jamar Chase, the LSU kid that didn't play this year. You have Devonta Smith. Mika Parsons will be near the near the top of a lot of boards. Um, I just, yeah. We I, are. There's, Penn State there's going to be Not some legend, though. He left us. There's going to be some studs near the top of this this draft board. It um just what flash but you know on my mind before we go to next is what I think we've talked a lot about or you know we've done this podcast we've probably put out almost 30 episodes. That's you know we've been doing it for whatever 7 8 months like we're going to start getting into the cycle of another product releasing. This class goes in before we know it it's going to be preseason football next year and it just makes the previous prism set that much more valuable because like what Herbert has done and, and we'll get into it a little bit, talking about Lamar and, and just the cyc- cyclical nature of prices. It's almost like when it's right in front of your face performance wise and how it relates to, I, I would say the pricing of the market, it's almost not as valued until you see other failures and then you realize how good these players may be. And so whether you're talking about sealed wax of, of prison football, like that chase for Herbert stuff is only going to be more desirable. Burrow essentially going to be coming back for a rookie year. Um, the new class and the new firepower almost validates the previous one more. And it's just something to, to think about. You know, when everyone starts paying attention to that shiny object, it's exactly. Like, it, that's exactly that's exactly it, and that's this is what happens every year. This is cyclical. You're going to get into you know the April time period. I don't know when the combine is, but I'm going to assume it's going to be in early April, end of April, and you're going to see Trevor Lawrence puts up crazy numbers, Devonta Smith, and you're going to forget about you know the like you said the. Justin Herbert's, the Tua's, the Hurts, the Burrow, you're going to forget. You're like, ooh, Trevor Lawrence. And that, that will cause a dip there. But Ty, I think what you said is funny. It's like, like, yeah, as we get closer to that next season with what their cards look like, we're not even – I mean, we're just getting started <laughs> with 2020, 2020 guys. Like, yep. you don't have Optic. You don't have Contenders. You don't have National Treasures. You don't have Flawless. You don't have Limited. You don't have Plates and Patches. Like, where are we – I just right off the top of my head, I can name 10 products that are <laughs> three of them are major that we don't even have yet. Like we're just getting started with 2020 and a couple weeks, you know, a couple months from now, we're going to start hearing about contenders draft picks 2021 and Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields autos are going to be, you know, yeah. through the roof. Uh, we had a brief, you, you had technical malfunction before you came on and I made a comment, kind of got Lou riled up. I was excited about it. So I think we should dive into it. Talking about Lamar and, I mean, Lamar is on the low. I, I was like, I called it the floor. His card is selling for his Prism base PSA ten, eight fifty ish. Feels either cheap or just low when I think about other trends that we see happening. He's already got his MVP under the belt. He's now into underdog land, meaning they're they're an underdog against the the Bills this upcoming weekend. Do you see, obviously it'll correlate with performance, but do you force, where, where do you see that card going? What do you, what do you think, Ryan? 
one, do people come into your shop looking for him a lot? Um, feels like he's got a lot to w- go through, meaning tough competition. Um, and it feels like for them to win, he just has to keep being a, a, a Superman. Yeah, like people, yeah, people ask about Lamar stuff. Um, you know, it's not one one or two on, on the list, but we get asked about him. But yeah, I, I, I in my head, I, I wonder if it's a fluke, right? Like I'm not expecting them to beat Buffalo as much. Uh, I don't know who I would like to win that game. I would love to get Lou's take on this. I know who Lou wants to win this game, but I, I don't really like either one of them. Um, so I'm, I'm, I'm at this point, I'm hoping that the, it would be fun to see the Browns win because they're local and you know they haven't had success in a while. But I obviously want Mahomes to win. Um, so that I'm, you know, it's tough there. I wish the Browns would almost play the the Bills. And yeah. The Chiefs would play the Ravens. So I could have two teams I actually want to win win. Um, but yeah, to me in my head is like, is it a fluke? Right? Like, did you just beat the Titans? Like, again, no disrespect to your MVP pick, but like, Ryan Tannehill's not Patrick Mahomes. Like, you know, you stop Derrick Henry, you make them one dimensional. Like, is it a fluke? Can you beat? Josh Allen. Um, so in my head, like that's where I wonder if his prices are staying where they are now is like, are you anticipating them beating Buffalo? If they beat Buffalo and they're in the AFC title and they've won two games and Lamar looks good, then I could see some possible uptick there. But I just think people are waiting on, is Lamar going to win? It just, uh, Tyler, I would love to get this, your take on this. Does Lamar seem to resemble Giannis in a way? Where you're a superstar, you've got MVPs, you're the star of that team, but when it comes to the postseason, you just can't do enough. There's just not enough there. Giannis won two MVPs, he's great, he's a superstar, but like, are you doing enough? Like, is he gonna ever, are you betting on Giannis to win the finals this year? Uh, no. And, and, and my head goes to a weird place when you say that, and, and I just wanna call because I put a live wager on the Titans early in the game. And then I think it was like a third down and Lamar was like, you know, any other quarterback, it's like a sack. And then it's a touchdown. And I'm like, oh my goodness. Like he just has something that nobody in the league can match. How often can they unleash that is the question. Um, You know, because it really does take him being a one man band. It's not, you know, having two great wide receivers and, and, you know, running back and all that. Um, But what it, it, what goes to my head there, and I think if you're listening, it's like, you know what? Just means more when you think about LeBron, when you think about Brady, when you think about these guys that have just consistently, consistently won. I mean, you look at some you of think about the, Alabama. You think of Alabama, but to that, I mean, the, the college for cards, what have you. Yeah, yeah, um, I get you. But you know, in the same way, what, what I'm trying to get at a little bit is in DMs last night, and someone was talking about like hollow LeBron inserts. And, you know, I always think about opportunity costs. Are you interested in that? No. Why not? Well, I could be, but like it's just number 17 on my list of things that I'd be interested in. And what I, I guess the point I'm trying to make is that same $850 that could go to a Lamar Jackson based prism, which might have some upside could be safer stored in a form of LeBron PSA. Not because that greatness is undeniable. There is no more questions. There's only a higher ceiling. That that the floor is established. I mean, the amount of titles he's played in, the amount of titles he's won. And you just can't replace that. 
And here we are talking about, is Lamar going to be able to get past a divisional round? You know what I'm saying? So that's yeah, kind of no. where my head goes. Um, and, and even with Giannis too, for all that he is, for all that Luca is, you know, like put some respect on Kawhi's name. So that's kind of my take. Lou, thoughts? Um, <clears throat> I think we're talking about two different things. I think when you think when you're talking about someone like LeBron or whatever, or LeBron or Brady, that's a different thing from the week to week buying and selling that happens in the NFL. Um, and I feel like when it comes to Lamar, it might be. I almost think there's nothing he can do. The the only thing I think that gets like when you the reason I reacted so crazily to you saying it was near a floor for Lamar was like we're talking about three thousand dollars as opposed to a thousand dollars or nine hundred dollars right now, right? Like he's gonna have to win the Super Bowl, come back next year and play really well to get back to three thousand dollars. Yeah, but when you look at other like where, you know, there was whatever you want to call it the August peak and then kinda the the dips or what have you. Like Lamar is relatively still at a low price compared to where it was before everything got crazy. Um, Six hundred and eight hundred in a world where yeah, his I mean, peak was like five forty five hundred is low. But Ty, I, I think it's all about how you look at Lamar. If if you don't think Lamar's going to win a title, you might think that's high. Like I agree with Lou on this. Like it's low from where it was when there was more optimism about Lamar. But if you're not betting on that team to win, I, I think that's high. I mean, is are you betting on Lamar to beat the Bills and the Chiefs, assuming the Chiefs win? Assuming you're, no. are you going to bet on Lamar? No, I'm not either. Then it's so not good then, Ty. Then it's not good. Yeah, the, that card's going to drop. It's going to go down even more. It's that's ba- a $500 it's back to card where, in two months. Yeah, it, it's back to a little bit above where it was in June. Like in June the car the card was actually it's a little bit higher. So the card was around $700 in like mid June. So now we're back around 950. That's a that's actually like a fair if you were said, "All right, cool, since June the card's gone from 700 to 950." We'd be like, "Awesome, that's a pretty that makes a decent amount of sense compared to where we've been all year long with his performance and blah blah blah." The problem is in the middle of that there was a gigantic run up of football. That got the card. Yeah, I just want to mention that Josh Allen on May 25th was 300. It, uh, in peak August madness, it was 670, and now Josh Allen is 900. Small samples, 800. So then it wasn't. But then that. Just, so like that's trading higher than that August peak, and you're telling me Josh Allen now all of a sudden has a brighter future than Lamar. I think from this is June the to now, that's what's here. happened. Ahead, the important Ryan. take here is this is the first time Josh Allen has ever had a run of success. Exactly, Lamar, right. we've already seen the run of success. You've already, He's already won an MVP, right? Like, he's already done that. Josh Allen's never been amazing. He's never been, like, for sure the guy. Now you're saying, like, hey, man, this Josh Allen guy, he's really good. Maybe he's going to take his team. I mean, if they beat the, the Ravens, they're in the, the, the you know, the— AFC title, like that's farther than Lamar's ever got, and like that's his first year of success. I think the first time you do it, like if 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 Josh Allen were to go to the Super Bowl, his stuff would stay stay high. If they don't go, I mean, it's still gonna go up there. But I think it's all about what you do. The I guess first what time I'm you saying really of like there. like the the floor when I, when I say like floor per se, like if Josh Allen wins the MVP next year. If his card goes to 4,500, like Josh Allen, I don't think he's winning a Super Bowl. Just like Lamar might not be. And they're at the same price right now. And Lamar's got an MVP. 
So like I see if that MVP doesn't come for Josh Allen, there's a but, there's there's a bottom Ty, out to go. I don't think we're going to get that much more of a bottom out. The MVP is absolutely a part of the, dis- the discussion. But if if in the next five years you're betting on one, or the next two years, this year or next year, you're betting on a team to go to the Super Bowl. Who are you betting on? If I said neither and neither won an MVP or a Super Bowl, I think Lamar prices are higher than. Uh, Allen's I prices. think Josh Allen has more to work with. I I just like that team better. I'm betting on them to beat the Ravens. I'm gonna bet on on, on Josh Allen's team. So yeah, I'm betting on I'm betting on Josh Allen cards at this point over Lamar. Yeah, like and I, I just think like I think it's more a result of Lamar had a really unhealthy jump as opposed to Josh, which had a very like Josh just in the last year. If you look at it right, not the last year since I'm looking at it since April, it's a much more like organic healthy growth of the card as opposed to a Lamar and maybe floor was the wrong word because I I just think like I guess like we've talked a lot about the price in and I feel like there's a lot priced into Josh Allen right now there's a lot more price into and I feel like uh, Lamar there isn't people aren't pricing in a championship people aren't pricing in uh, another MVP I can't name 10 players where winning is not priced in And, and I mean it's all priced in. That's how the whole market works. It's like, I mean, Drew Locke PSA 10 prisms were $300 the start of the season. Yeah, like, that was your guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Josh, I mean, Josh <laughs> Allen's got priced in. Mahomes, Mahomes is a $8,700 PSA 10. Got like, it. Yeah, I mean. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just I just think, I mean, everybody's priced all in right, at this My point. point being is that I think Lamar has a lot more healthy room to go up and less risk to go down than Josh Allen has further room to go down than room to go up. It's interesting. Based on where they sent, sit currently. Interesting take. I'm not sure I agree. Which but. is why I, I say floor because I think you're in a safer uh, land to go into – you know, it's like PE multiples. Like, you know, when you look at like, I think that there's a healthier room to go up on Lamar. He wins another game than Josh. Like, if Josh Allen loses, I think you see it come down. I think if Lamar loses, you don't see it come down as much. That's my point. And we can move on to this long-winded football conversation. Inter- interesting take. Next, as Lou Ty, anything you want to mention about the NFL before we move on, Tiger? You guys good on your takes there? Uh, um, yeah. I hate football. <laughs> Who you wait? Brady or Breeze? One of these legends is. Going I got home Brady this Chip. Is- I got. I said TB Chip. My prediction, bro. Come on. Lou, you betting against Tom to lose for the third time this year to the Bucks? No, I don't think so. The if the Bears were half decent, that would have been a game. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. I think. I just fucking hate Brady. Like, I think he has like <laughs> such a like. He's such a weirdo alien, and like. They're probably going to go to the Super Bowl. It's insane. He's throwing the ball to Godwin, Antonio Brown, and Mike Evans. And Mike Evans just catches every, and everything. And everybody. Yeah, that'll be interesting. And it'll be interesting to see if they end up in Lambeau the next, in next week. I mean, I'm not expecting the Rams, but I wasn't expecting the Rams to beat the Seahawks. Brady and uh, Brady Rogers next week, too. I mean, just a... Brady taking out legends on the way to way to the Super Bowl <laughs> if he takes crazy. if he takes out Breeze this week. Yeah. All right. So I believe it's Saturday and Sunday. Lou Tyler, correct me if I'm wrong, but Tiger documentary coming out soon. 
came and out. It looks on like Sunday. we yeah the first episode aired, was Sunday. aired on this past Sunday. Okay, Sunday well, evening. Completely missed it. Which is um, an interesting point right there, because even I didn't watch it, and I watched the Jordan one, and there's a lot of run up in the Tiger, and this is where we're going to go to. But you and me both not watching the Tiger doc is interesting, in the sense of that. Might not matter as much as people think. Well, I just don't know why they put it out on NFL Sunday. It was so stupid. Fair. I didn't see any ads for it. Like I didn't even see. I saw it. one, but the point is, like, why is that not out on a Tuesday or a Wednesday when there's nothing going on? True. That's like more of an HBO thing where they put their primetime shows on Sunday nights when they could have just put it on Tuesday and it would have owned the evening. Yeah, I also yeah. think the reason I didn't watch it is because like I fuck with Tiger. Like I'm a, like I'm a I tiger guy, and I'm like I, I yeah, but you're not I gotta like watch Jordan it. But guy? I heard it was yeah. villain. What's that? What you're not like a Jordan guy. Like you didn't, you don't. Like I am a, no, no, no. But Jordan was in the Jordan sat down. That was a Jordan. Yeah, doc. yeah, yeah. This Tiger's is, like this is a hit piece on Tiger. No, I'm yeah, like you come from my <laughs> life. Yeah, I heard it wasn't very uh, favorable towards Tiger. Yeah, I, I'm I'm interested to watch it, but I heard it's not very favorable towards Tiger. Yeah, that it, it's supposedly not, and definitely not favorable towards his father. Um, but to that point, we've seen an interesting couple weeks in his upper deck rookie, to say the least. Those are down. So, it's they're back to where they were. Higher, higher. They were like they were settled in at like four hundred before this all went pretend bananas. Yeah, for PSA tens, and it climbed up to about twelve fifty. Um, I actually moved one around twelve fifty, my only one. So I've I've none left, um, and it is now around settled in around seven fifty. It seems, and I, I mean I think that's a healthy number for the card. You know, I I, I think everyone knew it was going to come back down. Obviously, the pop is the the supply is large, plentiful, plentiful, but when you Compare it to say Luca based prison pop, it's not plentiful. And he's a guy that, you know, men for that matter with disposable income, the degenerate type, you know, the type that is into sports and golf and want that card in their collection. And so I just bring it up because I think where it settles, you know, the, we look at the, that card is down. A card got run up. That card is down. You know, it's similar to Bitcoin went down you twenty five percent over the last couple of days, and it's like, okay, it crashed. It's a bear market. It's like it's still up a hundred thirty percent in the last X amount of months. You know, so this is kind of like the you know don't don't beat yourself up if you didn't get out at the peak. Like if you're in for three fifty on a tiger, you're you've doubled. Your unrealized profit is double. So, like, yeah, everyone I, uh, is going to beat themselves up for not getting out of twelve fifty. But let's also, you know, maybe it's a healthy thing. Yeah, I just look at it as somebody got in. Same thing with Luca. Somebody bought five of them for twelve fifty, and that person's not doing super great, mm-hmm. right? And that's where it comes into: Are you going to, you know, claim your, your dog bought it and you got to return it, or are you going to, you know, I mean, like that just leads to things that like. Again, there's nothing you could do about it. The, the market is super, super volatile right now, so it's it's kind of hard to. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's a it's an interesting situation. So and and it definitely depends on 
your approach, right? We have a full year of golf ahead. In a, it, the Masters are in April. The Masters a big moment. There is a world where that card goes to 14, you know, two weeks before the Masters. And then if then what's the conversation, you know? I think the big thing about the Tiger card is, like, I own a BGS 10. I picked it up in Dallas when I was down there in November. And in my head, it's like, you know, I, I it, it got a run up and I could have sold it. But, like, I didn't buy Tiger for what I bought it for to sell it, like, when there's a run up because Facts. of documentary. Yeah. I bought it because... 40 years from now, I want to be like, hey, I mean, this guy was awesome, right? Like mm-hmm. my childhood, I enjoyed watching Tiger. I mean, he dominated. Yeah. He was the single most dominant athlete I ever saw at their peak. Yep. Like just, it was unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It just changed golf. I mean, it was it was yeah. wild watching his run. So I'm yeah. just- And so me, that's, gonna, that's why I it. don't think, like I don't look at the Tiger thing as negatively because I do believe a lot of people were picking it up when you know the the hobby tends to move like into these pockets you know and then all of a sudden people realize and and it becomes like you know a a bit of a fomo but i do think once the light got shined on like tiger everyone's like what am i doing i can't be in cards and not have a tiger you know so that 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 was just kind of how i've been been thinking about it lou yeah i think if you obviously if you're in tiger for two or more months, you're feeling pretty good regardless. I think the when I think about what's happened with the Tiger card, it goes back to something I think about a lot where what you just said, the hobby gets fixated on certain things and then those things run up and they inevitably go down. Same thing happened with Lamar. Same thing happened with Tiger. And I think a lot of that is driven by uh, content creators and like people who talk about cards and People follow them online. People like like us, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and that's where we're always talking about like you need to look into things yourself and figure out things yourself. Don't buy something because I say it or Ryan says it or Tyler says it. Mm-hmm. I just don't think that's sustainable. And so the one thing I would just caution is like just because you saw Tiger going from when you saw Tiger at eight hundred and then you saw it at twelve hundred and you're like fuck I missed out. Like don't beat your same the other end of the don't beat yourself up if you sold. Don't beat yourself up if you missed it on that one. Like. Make sure you feel good about what you're buying before you're buying it because yeah. you get into a scenario where you're buying something at the peak. Yeah, understand your why. Understand yeah. your why. And if you're and if you're buying, you know, and you don't know if it's the third quarter or the fourth quarter, but if you're buying something during a run up, you gotta understand that the same that you know, what goes up must come down. Like, Tyler, how many times did you talk to me about Tiger and I was just like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. And I just like move and I just didn't buy it. I just like I just yeah. don't know. A bunch. I, I just don't understand it at all. So it's like hard for yeah. me to get into something I don't understand at all. Yeah. Tyson. Tyson had a serious run up. Mm-hmm. Tyson's down since. Mm-hmm. But like there's a lot of people that bought Tyson. There's people that bought Tiger at 1200 that now see it at 750 and it doesn't bo- It doesn't matter. It doesn't bother them. They came to learn of Tiger's rookie and they want it in their collection. And that's good and fine. You know, in in one capacity of a collector or what have you, those people are equally as important to the market. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think the important point is, is like while they went down, they could have also continued to rise, right? Like if you really wanted a tiger, those could have hit two grand, 2,500, three grand. Again, I'm not saying they would have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. And if you're watching closely, you can see these things. You can very clearly see. Supply on eBay. 
how many cards are getting listed? A lot. Right? And I, that might take us into our next combo about uh, young, young LaMelo. Youngest ever for a triple-double. Put up like 21 points. What was it? 21, 11, and 10. He's looking pretty good, huh? He's looking like a player. He looks like a, a dude that has played ball overseas, a la Luca, meaning played with some big boys before he came into the league. He looks like a dude that has had the spotlight on him for a very long time, a la a Zion, and has been um, around individuals that have taught him how to handle it and the, the mentality how to handle it. And he looks like a dude that has a basketball body. I mean, he threw this full-court pass um, the other day. I'm always amazed when I see humans throw a basketball as if it's like a football or a <laughs> Like it's baseball. a baseball, yeah. <laughs> yeah, like where it's just the grip and then like that move. And, you know, here we are, a little a little kid, lamella ball with the braces, that is now a long arms, tall and with room to grow. Um and is he gonna, know, trots out is, and, and drops a triple double? At this point in the season, is he the guy you're looking for in breaks or in boxes? Is that the guy you're looking for? Yeah, what I was going to ask you guys, I, I think so. My question was, who do you think is like two and three? Is it Halliburton and Anthony Edwards? Just because of the number one pick, I would Edwards, assume at yeah. this point, some of like his dunks and stuff like, and his you know charisma or you know. Uh, interviews like mm-hmm. uh, he's got to be yeah two or three up there yeah I I haven't watched enough about uh, of basketball to really know who mm-hmm. I know Halliburton's name's been mentioned Toppin's in New York uh, James Toppin. Wiseman that's who it is Wiseman Wiseman's up there yeah he's Wiseman's up well. there because he's playing and he's playing well yep. um but I really think it's going to be a ball on the rest of them and and to that point twelve months from now I think it, uh, the upfront in the release. It's going to be a ball on the rest of them. And then you'll see that cyclical nature of these guys as they are their second year grow into the league. You know, that product will continue to rise, at least in a sealed manner. Ball just is dominating so much of the conversation. It's also hard to, I would say, a little bit more hard to cut through the conversation in the NBA right now because so much of it is dominated by superstars not being able to play because of what's going on with COVID and postponed games and schedule all over the place and this, that, and the other thing. You yeah, really there's not a lot of time for attention. there's not a lot of time for their stories to be told. And like, there's not a lot of time for the fourth rookie putting up, you know, fourteen points and six rebounds. And I think the big thing here is there's nothing to, to buy. It's prism draft pick. Yeah, yeah like, when is when are hoops, they doing hoops. that? Hoops is next week. It's or it's uh February third. Twenty twenty one hoops. So you have yeah, but you've got three weeks. Yeah, three weeks from tomorrow. And then Donruss is supposed to be the 7th and Certified is supposed to be the 10th. Those will get pushed back. They won't. I doubt they release three in a week. But you're looking at Hoops, then Donruss, then Certified, and then Donruss Choice. It's what's scheduled to come out between now and the end of February. Again, one of those will get pushed back. So you're likely looking at three releases by the end of February. Why wouldn't they just wait to put out that premium stock until this? Like, why would, why did they do that? That's so confusing to me. What do you mean? They put out NBA hoops premium stock and now they're coming out the next year. Like, 
it's been like a month. Well, premium stock was an add-on to 1920. I know, but I just don't know why. Like, why would why did they do that? Why like why does hoops have two? Why does hoops have two different versions now? It makes no sense to me. I see it as like the the prism, the silver, the chrome, like that type of. But then it should just be one is, set. Like, I, I, it's just been confusing to me, and it feels like hoops. Hoops is the regular hoops brand is meant to be a low end product for your entry level collector. I, it's meant to be for kids, I right? Agree. It's a Supposed to be a hundred dollars a box. So then, why deal. are we doing premium? <laughs> premium supposed to be the the collect the the higher end grade and resell that kind of. Yeah, thing. I think it just gets into the whole. I thing. think they have a purpose, but with the way the market is and everything being hot, it's kind of argue that it, it's kind of hard to say that there's a low end product because everybody uh, hoops is going to sell for three hundred dollars a box. I think Blowout has it at like four hundred yeah, right like now. That's crazy. There's just too much. There's not too much. I don't know if there's too much. There's so much stuff. Like there's a lot. Do we need another hoops product? But uh, <laughs> there's a lot of people in this right now. Yeah, I guess I don't know. Not for me to say. I guess it's yeah. It can maybe it'll be change. it'll be interesting to watch this year with 2021, 20, uh, 2020, 2021 stuff. But uh, I'll tell you what. There's no shortage of demand for people breaking. By the day, not. this Instagram, you know, I just go online. If you open up Instagram, if you're in the hobby and you open up Instagram, you've got four or five people on live ready to rock every single night, breaking whatever the hell. I better get 20 DMs every day specifically for will you join my break? Yeah. Every day. It's like, and this is where, this is where I had the, wait, I think we've talked about this before. I know I talked about this in shop. How many conservatively? Ten thousand breakers, right? Ten thousand yeah. breakers. Like, is there enough product to supply ten thousand breakers plus the people that want to break hard? That's that seems like a lot, mm-hmm. right? That's where I think the demand is. The demand just through the roof, right? You're going to get in a break for five, ten, fifteen, twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars for a, sh- a shot at these massive cards. It just breaking is what runs the hobby right now. Yeah, it's really so. It's something I actually I thought about last night. I was laying in bed and I'm like, hmm, am I going to remember this tomorrow morning to bring up um, in the conversation? But we are now 10, 10 months into essentially, I say everyone with like quotations because not everyone is online. There are still people, frontline healthcare workers, there are service industry people, um, people without access to internet, what have you. But the collective hobby that existed three, four years ago, and the new entrants, specifically individuals that came from sneaker reselling world, um, or just you know hype culture, fashion world sports coverage, the Twitter mob. We're 10 months into everyone being online all day long. And I was laying in bed last night and I'm like, what's like, what's a, what's it? I don't remember what it was like before. And and the reason I bring it up is because these outlets, these entertainment um, outlets, uh, this escapism that has become cards for so many people and digital communities and, and conversations. If that throttles back 12 months from now, will we see a step back or will the demand continue to stay the same? I'm not sure. It was just an abstract thought I was laying in bed thinking about last night. 
Yeah, I think that's... I talked about that with Gary when he was on. I think that's the million-dollar question. What happens when things go back to normal, right? Is the demand still the way it is, and or is it not? I, I seem to favor that it will be, but only, I guess only time will tell. Let's move on to auction houses. Tyler, I know you wanted to get into the Pokemon uh, sale. Again, I'm going to let you talk about that. I'm not educated enough in it, but I saw Golding, uh, Golden Auctions was... Put, put up some major cards just recently. Big boy cards. I saw big boy cards. Uh, a couple that I know of are the Luca 1819 Contenders Optic, Gold Vinyl 101 Rookie Auto 9510, the Zion Logo Man Flawless 1 of 1 Logo Man PSA 9. Um, there were a couple other cards. Again, I, I, I follow Ken on Instagram and I can look. But Tyler, what was the Pokemon sale? The Pokemon auction. It's a it's a first edition set. Being auctioned? Yeah. A complete first and, edition set. And it got just a couple headlines. I think TMZ put out an article that was essentially it could fetch up to seven hundred fifty K um on that market. And we were just going back and forth on, you know, what that means. Also what those articles mean on the upfront to like a bit of you know, we've talked about it, like creating the number. I, I have questions about how that got into TMZ. I think we all know how it got into TMZ. Right. So I think we should talk about that a little bit. But yeah, it's it's uh it's fair. It's I think it's one thing to think about in the sense of what maybe what where my mind went on that is um the LeBron Chrome rookie right now. In the sense of people are buying it now to sit on not to buy and sell because it's a hard asset that they can acquire for $20,000 and they can acquire five of them. They meaning individuals that have larger sums of capital um, and sit on it. And it's a, just a storage of, of value. And so it's draining the supply. And so I think that to the point of, okay, TMZ, because if you're sitting on cards right now, you you want to pre, you know, pre-price those numbers, not necessarily because you want to go out and sell, but because you can either show, you know, gains. Um, but that's just where my head went is a little bit of a tangent. Um, I'm not sure if, I, if I'm being frank, I haven't been paying too close attention to the latest and greatest on Pokemon. I think what we've been seeing is what we have kind of largely talked about in the sense of that outside of the blue chips, outside of first edition you're going to see a, a crawlback um, because the, the the supply has just kicked in massively. And it's a little bit, not necessarily smoking mirrors, but like an unlimited PSA 9 Goldeen is like, not okay. interesting at all. Like, what are we talking about I, here? I think, so the last couple did, for Pokemon, the last couple did, uh, they were like separate on PWCC, and they went for around 650k all in total. So I think the 750 is an interesting number to put out there. Is there a premium when you're buying it all together? I don't know. The other thing I wanted to say was there's an extremely rare Charizard in this in this auction. Is that the no number? Yeah, there's a no number blueback Topson PSA 10. It's the only one. There's one 1995 Topson no number Charizard blue blueback Charizard. Lou, are there any estimates of what it will do? Um, the so the first edition goes for 
like around 300, I want to say, um, 350 maybe. Don't quote me on that one. The 96 no rarity does. Hang on, actually, let me pull it up. Our boy Jeremy posted about it the other day, so he can give mm-hmm. the best possible mm-hmm. number. So Tyler, why are you doing that? There's a couple other cards that I found that are being auctioned. Uh, how about a Luca Gold Prism PSA 10 rookie? <laughs> a Kobe Topps Chrome Refractor PSA 10 rookie. Sorry, Luca. The ahead. no rarity Pop 5 does 500K. The first edition Pop 121 does 350. Is this going to beat the no rare the no rarity symbol? I don't know. I think we're going to find out. And I think what's going to end up happening is there's going to be a lot more attention on Top Sun coming out of this auction than there was before. So that's something to look out for in the Pokemon world. But yeah, right. These car these cards in this are like insane. Keep going. The Anthony Davis logo, man. Mm-hmm. Rookie Auto from NT is being auctioned. There's a Mantle PSA 8. There's the last game-worn jersey Jordan ever wore that's signed from his last game ever. As a wizard? There's, yeah, the Wizards from like one of his like trainers. Ken posted about it on Instagram. There's a uh, Curry 9.5 NT patch auto. There's a Luis Robert Bowman Chrome Red Rookie Auto 9.5. I mean, you're talking about, like, they're collecting some 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 bangers here because these are, these are monster cards. Can I go over here a little bit and kind of stoke the, uh, stoke the flame, stoke the fire? What, uh, what's on you boys' mind for Dallas? What, uh, and any pickups, um, just kind of put it out there into the ether. Maybe some, some conversations start happening before them. When, when we go down to Dallas, what's kind of on your mind? What, uh, you guys looking for anything? Just to, just to be there. Uh, picking up's a bonus, right? Like th- with with everything with COVID and just the way the world is right now, I just just being there and being you know around people and talking cards and just seeing like that's the best place to get an idea of the state of the hobby at the moment. Like because I went to the one in Dallas and it was bananas. I mean, there were it was packed. Fr- like Friday was insanity. Saturday morning was crazy. Just being there, right? Just being around people that share the same interests that you talk to every day online. And, you know, pickups are a bonus. So um, I'm juiced. I mean, we haven't seen each other in person since, you know, August of 19. Yeah, yeah I'm looking you know, for vibrations. That's where we got connected. I'm looking to see how it's going to feel. Looking for vibrations. Check the vibes. <laughs> Check the temperature. I like it. I heard, from what, so, I, from what I understand, stuff is pretty expensive there. That's what I heard. So as, in terms of... I had... Go ahead, Luke. No, no. In terms of buying, I think I'm going to be like, wait and see. Maybe I'll jump in Saturday afternoon, see how people are feeling, and then go from there. I tell you, when I went to Dallas last time, I I was I had a little bit of luck, like making trades. I found that to be pretty mm-hmm. pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Dallas for me last time was was selling some cards I wasn't as keen on and putting like, and I I was on a podcast the other day and I talked about this like. Making your 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 money on the modern guys, the the Lamars, the Josh Allen's, the guys we're talking about, and putting those into sure things. Like I sold, you know, a couple Trey or Luca rookies, and I bought a Brady game used one on one absolute Hall of Fame patch, or a you know McDavid second year exquisite Fire. dual patch auto logo at a fifteen, or a Messi on card auto at a ten. Mm-hmm. Like I traded a Luca silver. 10 in an Mbappe base prism 10 for that Dwayne the Rock Johnson PSA 10 like pop 30 like that, that card is talking crazy. about that card that like, card I, is crazy those were the kind of things that that I did in Dallas that, that I was really excited about was like getting rid of some of my cool modern stuff and just putting into the things that you just 
these cards that I think will continue to appreciate in time that eventually they're not, yeah. you know, golding auction type pieces, but yeah, yeah. but yeah. just things, yeah, just yeah. things that are, uh, yeah. you know, you're, you're not seeing every day. That was my kind that, of takeaway. That's what that I was going to say. Like just some linking with people, executing some trades, hopefully. And then one of the things I'm very excited about is, uh, just seeing what's going on in the in the proper footy space at, at national when you mentioned august 2019 i just remember it's it is the single thing that got me hooked uh, on cards was just soccer cards like i just l- love the game and and all the players and so then when i see them you know on cards and and i link up with other people that are also passionate about the game and know it and then understand the card it just hasn't been parallel like even basketball i just don't enjoy i just don't get the same passion about it but there was so little of it i mean there was maybe five or six people at national that like were there talking soccer and Uh, i'll be intrigued then tied to see what it's like this time i went last time and i don't like i remember one a uh, couple guys in the back that had a had a good amount of it mm-hmm. um that's mostly what they did some soccer and some pokemon but i just don't remember seeing a lot of like soccer cards or just yeah I mean, which excites me Mbappe, which excites your, your, your... me because like i i still think that the i still think ronaldo and messi true rookies are like two of the most undervalued underrated pieces in like the vintage higher end stuff I just, and I think that those maybe are to be had down there because I think those trades, those things, like a lot of the stories that I've heard from you, you know, have been formed by great relationships. Maybe the Mahomes like trades that you've done in the past, like from people that just generally enjoy it, you know, and then the train gets going and off the tracks. I mean, Cristiano Ronaldo, he's either one goal or he might have scored it yesterday if they played. He's about to become the all-time leading goal scorer in the history of the sport in professional. Yeah, and, and I think he's like the first person ever to hit like, what, 100 million followers on Instagram? Correct. And he's still got a little sorry, legs to him. He's at 253 he's, million. He's at a quarter billion people follow this dude. Like, so that's what I'm excited about. I remember seeing, uh, and I'm pretty sure Cristiano's rookie is 137. It's a, a Mega Cracks number 137. So, I mean, it's the 137 p.m. card. But those things, what Gary picked some of those up for at National in August, I was dumbfounded. So that's what I'm excited about. Blue, any other thoughts about Dallas? I think it's going to be a good time. I just want to hang out. We're coming. We're, we're coming. We're going to record some podcasts, make some videos. That's all that matters. I can't wait. Last but not least, uh, new releases this week. You're only, in terms of like major sports, you're only looking at playbook football. But we haven't had a, a football release since Obsidian in December. So this is going to be, a, I think, a popular release. These these booklets do pretty well. I'm actually going to post a booklet on my Instagram page on Wednesday. In 2018? Yeah, 2018 playbook. Uh, there was a one-of-one Mahomes patch auto booklet hit in my store. I got it on video. It was one of my first months open. It was 18 or 19. I don't remember. I have to check. But it was a, it's the coolest card I've ever owned and I still own it. And it's, I'll post a picture and it's wild 
wild, wild, wild. This card, I mean, it's like 10 patches. It's it's so cool. So with no releases in a minute, I think this will do well. But on the horizon, next week is Contenders Football. And I think that's going to be important. You know, we're going to be wrapping up football season here soon. But that's a big product. Like Cracked Ice Mahomes is a monster card. So like, what what are we going to be looking at here for some of these modern guys with no Burrow, with Burrow being injured, right? Tua and Hurts not you know, doing amazing, amazing. Um, and then Herbert obviously being huge and likely the favorite for rookie of the year. Like what are those cards going to sell for out of the gate? Um, so that'll be next week, but this week you're looking at Panini playbook football and then like leaf in the game, uh, multi-sport. So I'm excited for playbook should be a, a fun release. Good break product for sure. So Hell any, yeah. uh, any closing thoughts? Closing thoughts. Back to my footy. We've got Champions League coming up. We've got an epic second half of the Premier League. People are really um, this uh, Topps Chrome uh, UEFA Sapphire. This whole Sapphire thing is interesting to me. Yep. It feels like there's real heat around that product right now. I don't know if that's hit your radar, Rye. But uh, I think over like the last two weeks, just boxes of it are up kind of 30 40 percent i don't know they're messing around they're throwing the rookie logo around a little bit judiciously um i i still don't love that design um uh it's they're actually selling it retail in the uk which i believe is a new thing which i, I think is good and healthy i'm just excited when, when i hear about the un limited amount of breaks that are happening and then obviously where those cards going they're getting graded that backlog like just the entire supply chain the innovation that is coming no matter how you think about it or however you want it to play it out it's going to happen because the consumer dynamics have changed so drastically i'm excited about that and that's one of the things that when when I think about footy, because I think there's a lot of people that are in it that are cards are educating them about the sport. And it's maybe not necessarily good for the game, but the 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 idea of someone entering breaks and then just automatically grading their cards is putting a lot of pressure on the system. And I think that pressure is good. That's my yeah, take. I think, I think I'm excited for the fact that six weeks from now, You'll be heavy in the basketball release schedule because basketball's really major release calendar is going to run from basically from like February through May, I believe. So you're going to get into the heart of basketball season. You still got some major football releases that are coming that are going to be in that period. So you have major football and major basketball in there. You're going to be, you know, baseball's already starting to heat up. I know our guy Lou is big on baseball. That's heating up, right? Um, I think that's a good topic for next week as we've seen some Chrome sort of pass the, the standard flagship paper products um so baseball is going to start heating up you're going to have hockey starting soon i just yeah I, i'm i'm excited again i'm not the the soccer guy in this but um i'm excited to see what what six weeks looks like now when you know a, a lot more is going on I, I think this is kind of a slow period with the lack of releases but i think six weeks from now you're going to really see a lot of things going off so yeah love it cool all right cool Rye, all the best with the shop. Have a good day, brother. Lou, talk to you. We'll be talking. See you guys. That's a wrap on Card Talk this week. 
Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever else you listen and get notified when we publish a new episode. It'd mean the world to us if you gave us a five-star rating and shared this episode with a friend. We'd love to answer your questions, so email us at cardtalkpod at gmail.com and we'll get to it in the next episode. Card Talk is a 1.37 p.m. podcast and a Gallery Media Group original production.